When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Let's be real. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, we love this show, The Last of Us. You know, this is an unexpected thing. I, you know, I didn't know if Bradley would like it since it's based on a video game series, but you've watched it on HBO Max and you love it. And yeah. you've also noticed something. Yeah. So have you ever noticed, uh, or I should say, have you noticed recently, and Mike, I imagine you would as well, and dear listeners, an explosion in the number of stories online and things popping up in your feed trying to scare you about mushrooms in general, whether it's specifically cordyceps or cordyceps or just mushrooms. Um, and I was I was um, scrolling yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. And I came across this dumb article that was like, world's deadliest mushroom changed how it reproduces as it spreads across the united states oh no and i was like this is zombie bait it is right because when you read the actual article it's just about um what are the deadly mushrooms the what are they called um white cap is it white cap i don't know but there's a kind of mushroom apparently that death cap death cap mushrooms appropriately named yeah and apparently out of all of those everyone who dies from mushrooms like mushroom poisoning 90 percent of them are due to the death cap mushroom and apparently researchers have figured out how they spread across the united states because they weren't previously here or something and anyway it's an interesting story about a mushroom but the selling of the interesting story about the deadly mushroom there is nothing unique or newish about it it's just that Everybody is on edge about mushrooms, and so content publishers know exactly what they're doing when they're like, this mushroom that's in your backyard is going to kill you. Right. Now, we would, if you don't watch The Last of Us, you might not know that it is a zombie show, but the virus is actually fungi. It is essentially mushroom zombies, and the way they describe how it happened is really kind of like, that seems plausible. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and they do a really, which just is a testament to the storytelling of yes. The Last of Us, right? Like, they, they did a great job, because even Jamie, when he, I had watched the first couple episodes, he wanted to get in on it. And by the way, I talked to people this weekend, even, who I was like, are you guys watching this? And they're like, oh, God, yeah. And a couple other people I've seen online, and I'm like, so this show has really broken through in a way that goes beyond just, you know... It's the, a video game show. The yeah. video game slash uh, zombie nerds out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's transcended that. And consequently, I think it's it's in part because of the great storytelling, but I think consequently you have people, Jamie included, who are like, but wait a minute, is that real? And, you know, hopefully you've done what I did and Googled what is actually possible. 
and we don't really have to worry about mushroom zombies, but they know most people aren't going to Google. And so they know they can put these things in your feed to scare the crap out of you. And they'll show up like in ads for like mushroom based products. Because, you know, there's also this thing right now, Dawn, where people are taking mushroom supplements. Yes, I saw that. I'm looking it up right now. Um, just because I, I've seen an increase on Instagram of ads about mushrooms. Yeah. It's like, okay, so this is, I didn't know I was supposed to be taking this or how does this help? And then I've literally clicked on them. So I'm doing exactly what they want and I'm part of the problem. Well, I mean, we're all part of the problem because we scroll through our feeds, but I've seen, and it's not even just that like, you know, the mushroom growing kits are you know, uh, becoming popular. It's, again, the marketing of those products. And so they'll show, like, cordyceps, which is one of the the funguses that's, or the fungi. And and the word is used a lot in... That's the the type of fungi, Mm -hmm. that and another one called orchiocordyceps are the ones responsible, apparently, for killing everyone. But if you read about them, it actually... Like, it does to insects what the show says it can do to humans, but we're not insects, so we don't have to worry about it. But it is still fascinating, right? It, it is, is still it is still a, a, a tremendously... Scary. Relatively misunderstood part of, like, Mother Earth. Yeah. So I don't know, Mike, have you seen anything pop up in your feed? Uh, just like I think we talked about, there's just these random weird ways of growing mushrooms that I never yes! knew was a thing. It's like, yes. oh, I didn't realize you could just add this. Toilet this, paper. To toilet paper, and then boom, a mushroom pops out. That's right. Bizarre. There's ads about that that mm-hmm. we saw. Like, you can grow mushrooms in a... Also, then we talked about it that day, mm-hmm. and it showed up in my feed that night, and of I'd course. never seen one before, and then TikTok served me. They the... did, because they're all... I know they're listening. The mushrooms are listening and they're going to eat you. There's a fear of there's a fear of mushrooms and it's common enough to have its own fancy name. It's called mycophobia. Oh, that makes sense. Because myco is not like fear of mine. No, that's just called uh, mic phobia. I don't know. (laughs) Ganger phobia. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, the people people that already have this fear of mushrooms um who ha- i wonder like i'm curious what a mushroom fear looks like because i will tell you and i put this uh when i was l- reading this story i was like also just a heads up because the story was about mushrooms that like are out in the wild and people mistakenly pick them thinking they're something else i would never in a million years go out picking my own mushrooms ever Ever. I don't care how many classes, how many um, black forager TikTok videos I'd watch because she's amazing. But she even says like at the end of her videos, don't die. Right. Like, I'm not taking a, her on. I'm not challenging her. <laughs> it's that. a risk. It's not. I've always wanted to. I've never had a morel mushroom. Oh, sure. And I've always wanted to taste them. And then I'm jealous about all the money that people make by selling them on the Internet. But I'd be afraid that I was, you know, if if not killing myself, what if I gave somebody like sold somebody mushrooms and they died? Right. Because because there could be mushrooms that you you brought this up earlier. Like there are mushrooms that look like other mushrooms and you have to know the different ways to tell what's what. Yeah, there are mushrooms out there that are poisonous that look like morels. So that's the fear. Like, what? Yeah, there are certain things I would like forage the oh, heck the out of. Morel. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, and that's... does it kill you or give you diarrhea or something? Uh, let's see, poisonous, fake morel mushrooms. Everything you need to know. 
Yeah, that's too much for me. Oh, God. I don't know. That's oh, just a lot. Oh, God. Guys. There's so many mushrooms. I, I, don't, I don't want mushrooms. No. The only kind of mushrooms that uh, I want are at the grocery store. <laughs> I actually like... there. I do like a variety of mushrooms, <laughs> but I also... Yeah, but you don't want to die. You're not going out no, in, the, in your backyard. We've had morel mushrooms in our backyard because <gasps> we have um, wood chips. Yeah. And that's a great medium for spores. They're supposed to grow real morels. I think they're supposed to grow on the a certain side of an oak tree, and that's how you find them in the woods. But then, you know, are you going to take the risk? And I'm sure no. there are a lot of mushroom lovers out there that are like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, this no, is I have friends do. that go that like send so me photos of their morel you know, Hordes. cash for the for the year. Oh yeah, yeah I'm I have not a couple doing of that. friends who they know exactly when the season is, and they have a hidden spot that they oh, know where sure. they are, and yeah. they make like hundreds of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, it's a real thing. I'm just not part of it. We're Thank scared. you. Um, you know what we're not scared of though. What? Benifer againifer. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I know people were talking about them on that commercial last night. And by the way, they were hilarious. I thought Ben did a great job on his donkeys commercial. But we've got somebody who is sitting next to them who actually knows what was going on during the Grammys. Remember, everybody was like, oh, Ben looks miserable. And then she shushed him. Well, there was an actual seat filler who spilled the beans on what actually happened. And we're going to talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Hey, it's Jace for Skin My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hi. We were talking about, um, from the Grammys, you know, Ben and Jen, they weren't, they didn't look happy together. It was the talk of the evening, you know, Benifer, the Ben part, he looked miserable. He looked like he was either super sad about something or super didn't want to be there. And, um, and everybody speculated. Some people went as far as to say that he had started drinking again. And I think that came from N.T. Lawyer, our friend, who does the blind items. Mm -hmm. So what really went on, Bradley? Because you have some inside information. Well, I do because I have TikTok and the Daily Mail. (laughs) So really, everybody has this insider information. But I saw this story that claimed one TikToker um, uh, who was a seat filler at the Grammys revealing exactly what happened. And... 
I just kind of love this story because this is the kind of stuff I'm curious about. Like, I want to know, I want to be a seat filler. I want to learn what being a seat filler is like. I want to be sat next to the celebrities. And I wouldn't even do TikToks about what I saw. I would just keep my stories to myself. And right. literally, I'm surprised that she was allowed to talk. Will she never work again? Like, she actually hasn't been heard of and her TikTok disappeared. And uh, Are you serious? No. Oh, no. Now there's a podcast. <laughs> now there's what a podcast. Amy the seat filler. Her, her name is Almost Anna, and she apparently claimed that how this all went down is that Ben Ben was alerted to his meme-dum during the Grammys by J-Lo, so that all of this Valderall around, that's the word of the day, Valderall, um, as highlighted by my favorite Rosalind Russell of all time. Anyway, um, th- this all the commotion was just Jennifer like, oh my God, you're the subject of memes. Can you just Can you change smile? your face? Right? So according to uh, Almost Anna, she says, I sat next to Ben Affleck at the Grammys. Me and my seat filler friend Jake and Ben Affleck was right there. I was next to him for a good bit, but this was my favorite seat, which also just tells us that they like move them around, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Because you don't have to just get stuck in one spot. Um I I sat next to them for a good bit, which was my favorite seat because I was right in front of Beyonce. So I didn't know the meme about Ben being upset at the award show. Like, I didn't know that that was a thing. And we almost didn't talk to them because Ben didn't look happy. So I didn't want to talk to him and be like, oh, my God, I love Goodwill Hunting. What's one of my favorite? Right. Like, she didn't want to be that person. She goes, I was just so lucky to be next to them the whole time. They were cute and bleep. J-Lo showed Ben the phone and was like, oh, my God, honey, look at this meme circulating about you. And he was like, oh, God, this again. Like, he knew that this was a thing, right? Like, that this has happened before. She goes on to say that he chose just not to change his expression. Like, he knew it, didn't care, kept moving. And I just love that about this story because (laughs) you would have thought that this, like, we are all watching this happen, right? And we all came up with, like, what, you know, crazy, deep. are they fighting about? Are they about to break up? Eight-part podcast conspiracy theories can we muster up about Ben and Jen, you know, giving each other the stink eye? And she's like, yeah, he was just in a bad mood or something. We don't know, because who knows, really? I mean, he had what I call hospital face, which is when you're in the hospital and no one's in the room and you don't have to smile for anybody and you don't feel great. It's just that (laughs) really blank. you're You're not performing for anyone and you let your face relax to the place where it wants to be, which is, I don't care. Well, and she goes on to say, but they were, they were super, by the way, I'm a little concerned about why it's just the hospital. <laughs> right. Me too. Now that I say it out loud. Like what? When yeah, why did that, can't I do that? Why because were you in the hospital when that happened? Bitch face and- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. People, you know, I'm like, I better look happy. So I've adapted my face oh, I get- to like, I better like put my eyebrows up and be like, hi, you know. Yeah, no, I do the same thing because I get resting bitch. I, ever since my 20s, people would be like, you like should I'm smile mad. more. Oh, God, that's something that's a big Don't even get me peeve. started. Um, almost Anna goes on to say about Ben and Jen, but they were super lovey-dovey. Like, their hands were always intertwined. I don't know how to describe it, but they just were. So I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is going to lead to divorce. They were cute. So, again, I just love the story of, like, we're all over here making a mountain out of a molehill. And the actual seat dealer was like, I think they were just being people and like having a bunch of cameras on them kind of leads people to speculate about all sorts of nonsense. Right. Like the transcript, because they did lip reading, remember? Oh, of course. Was Jen said, stop, look more friendly, look motivated. And he replied, I might. Which is totally believable. Which it could be if you have a different tone, go, stop, look more friendly, look motivated. I might. Well, and also that doesn't mean that it's like the end of your relationship. No. Couples fight about all kinds of things. Oh, God. Jamie and I, like, in the car on the way to, you know, to do something for the evening. It's like, you know, we'll just be bickering at each other. And then you get out of the car and you're like, hello, how are you? It's forgotten. Yes, exactly. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. Also, they're probably not fighting about money. They're probably not fighting about their kids or or sex. Because those are the top three things that couples fight about. Oh, really? Sex, money, and children. God, we fight about, like, um, taking out the compost, taking out the dog for a walk. I mean, like, really boring stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I can think of anything to bicker about. So he's just kind of Are you a bicker? I am. I would like... To admit on the radio here that I am the source of most of the fights. Are you really? Yeah. Why? Even before I don't know, and I hate it. I hate. I'm like I'm sorry. Like I always, always ends up where I'm a. Do you just like to bicker, or what's the I deal? I don't like it at all. I don't know. Um, even before we went on our European vacation, I said to him, "I go, we're not going to fight at all, and we don't fight hard." I mean, I don't want to. It's just like everybody else, you know. Yeah. Bickering. We don't fight a lot. We always. I always call it re-entry. You have to, like, until you, like, re-enter vacation mode, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough going, right? Well, because you're doing your day-to-day lives, yeah. and then all of a sudden you come together. And then once you get through that bottleneck, <laughs> That's true. then you'll relax. And then back on re-entry, you're going to get feisty again because you're leaving the fun place, and you have yeah. to go back to your separate lives. That's great. Yeah, well, just I mean, because we've we done it so many times. You what? I we lit- I literally said like okay we're not going to fight on this vacation, and, and then, you did yeah we did. It's usually over transportation, like because I had everything figured out, you know. But then things wouldn't happen, and he would on the fly figure things out for us. And I'd be like, it isn't this bus, it's this bus. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. He's like, well, I think that one's going to the same place. He's a sweetheart, and it's it's me. I'm the source of the problem. It's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. That's well, right, Don, I've learned a lot about you. We don't need a seat filler in tomorrow's show <laughs> to tell us real. what's really going on. All right, from seat fillers to the back lot, Dawn's going to take us to the golden age of Hollywood and actually share a really fascinating story about a Hollywood murder that happened many moons ago. And we'll learn all about it right here on My Talk 1071.
Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Oh boy. Hollywood Mysteries, the Golden Age of Hollywood. Uh, we like to do this segment we call The Back Lot. Yes. Where are we going today, Dawn? Well, we're going to the scene of a murder. <laughs> Oh, Unfortunately, wow. you're just like bringing all the hits today. I know. Okay, so this First is the a serial story. killer, and now murder. I know. So this is a this is uh, has never been solved. This is the murder of director William Desmond Taylor. It happened in 1922. And this was one of the biggest scandals in Hollywood. One of the first scandals in Hollywood. That was sort of, you know, there was a lot of things going on with this story. That you're like, ooh, you shouldn't have done that, you know? So he happened to be a silent film director. They called him the gentleman's director because he was English. And during back in the day, at night, he wasn't around carousing. And um, he would sit home and read. And he was also entertaining some young ladies, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Um, So... He um, was dating a woman who was an actress and um, she passed away. And then he started dating another woman who happened to be a, a teenager. Can I um, really quickly just yeah. just for the listener? How mm-hmm. did like how did you come across this story? Like what what was it for you that was like, oh, that grabs my eye? Because of how much the studios got involved in the crime scene and how it was kind of like ruined that you could never solve it. Actually, we have a clip of the History Channel uh, did a little piece on William uh, Desmond Taylor. Taylor's place in the history of Hollywood changed dramatically on the cold morning of February 2nd, 1922, when Taylor's manservant, Henry Peavy, arrived for work. He found it odd that the living room lights were already on. Mr. Taylor usually wasn't down that early. He saw Taylor on the floor, dead. When the police arrived on the scene, there were various people all over the house. The studio personnel were running around, making off with all important letters, documents, possible evidence, bits of clothing, muddling the murder scene. The whole place was covered in fingerprints. You would never been able to tell one from another. They were removing things because they didn't want anything unfavorable to reflect upon the dead man. Oh, boy, isn't that unfortunate? I mean, just swarms of people from the studio. And it is thought that his butler called the studio first instead of the police. His next door neighbor, which oh, is just like so perfectly of the time, like oh, if sure. you were, you know, in Hollywood, it was like protect other people in Hollywood at all costs because you don't want bad news to get out. Right. So there was there are a couple of different speculations here going on with this story. His next door neighbor, there is a piece of evidence where she claimed um, that she heard a gunshot the night before and she got up and actually went over and looked in his windows and she saw a man in there who looked up at her. And so she quickly ran away over to her door. And then she commented that this man um, didn't seem like he was too concerned with her looking in, like he didn't seem nervous. He also made a point to, as he was leaving, to leave the door open and talk, pretend to talk well, they're now saying because of the time of death was like seven o'clock the night before. 
he was like talking to William Desmond. Um, but he was already dead, basically. He was making it look like he was still alive in there. So that's one piece of evidence that's really interesting. Another piece of evidence, which it could be the same man, that when he was, when they found his body and all of the studio people were in there, a doctor showed up to examine the body. He did and say, well, it looks like he died of a stomach hemorrhage. And nobody knows who that doctor is. And everyone just accepted it. As you know, okay, well, that's what happened. Well, it was probably somebody in the studio. If I, um, I can I just like reveal that I actually totally coincidentally happened to read a book about this very story. I had no idea Don was going to bring this today. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, that was just somebody sent over by the studio or somebody that the studio, you know, had, or at least that's the thinking. Because again, oh, it was a stomach hemorrhage. There's no murder to worry about. Move but he on. was shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, wow, okay, well, what about those two holes in his body? But, you know, maybe the bullets didn't go all the way through and they didn't see Well, that. because at first, didn't it, didn't they, like, they saw the body, but they didn't even move the body. Mm. And they just thought, no. like, oh, um, so they didn't even, like, roll him over to see the, no. the bullet holes. No, this mysterious doctor, to confirm the death, left and was never found. So there are a couple of... Um, a couple of theories here. One is that um, he was dating a young woman who was a teenager at the time, which he was 49 when he was killed, which is gross. But anyway, uh, he was dating a woman at the time who was one of the silent film actresses of the time. And her last name was Minter. Um, she was a former child star. And Mary, Mary Miles, Miles Minter. Minter, there we go. Uh, she wrote him love letters, so there's a lot of evidence that he was having um, an affair with her. Also, her dressing gown was found at the scene. And something really interesting is that her she had tried to, unfortunately, die by suicide at one point and used a gun that matched the same type of gun that was used in the murder. Some people suspected that Her mother was the one finding them, you know, probably looking for her daughter. And she came over to the bungalow, which people saw her mother over at the bungalow that night. That woman, if I remember correctly, was a huge stage mom. Oh, And she seemed like a real piece of work. She was. She actually had accused other directors of having, um, you know, being interested in her daughter and which you can kind of understand, right? Like she was 17 years old, allegedly, when she met him. Mm-hmm. And then they dated, allegedly, supposedly. And you can imagine that she's trying to keep her daughter out of trouble. And there's probably a bunch of old creepers in Hollywood that she's got to like, you know. Yes. Yes. Keep away from her kid. Right. And it was like a constant battle. Um, and so she had even in the past, like threatened somebody like, I'm going to kill you. One of these directors threatened someone's life. But then there, there is the third rumor, which is very tawdry, and um, it has to do with uh, gay orgies. Oh, well, of course. When in <laughs> doubt, gay orgies. Right, right. So there was talk that he was involved, you know, he was bisexual, and that he was having affairs with both men and women, which really is sort of like, I can understand if people knew about that back in the day, the studio wanted to cover that up. So there was this gossip going around about this, and they were also 
thinking it might be a, a, a murder by a gay lover. So more and more, there are all these things that are like, well, what's the truth? You know, what what's happened with this? Because he seemed to be on the outside, somebody who didn't even go out and drink. So the, there was the these affairs going on and that he was having, I, I think it's a little far-fetched, um, you know, that, that he was involved mm-hmm. in gay orgies. Yeah. Um, because, you know, back in the day, well, that, that, just that seems, was even more scandalous. I think that just seems like part of the whole, like, you know, fatty arbuckle, like, let's, like, there was this period in the 50s and 60s when, you know, everything was over-sensationalized. Like, there was a rumor, and then the rumor led to, you know, like, because, again, pre, <laughs> pre-internet, Nobody could really fact check, so you just had a bunch of whisper campaigns. So that's what, I don't know, that's what oh, that yeah. seems like to me. Absolutely. Uh, there was also, they the police interviewed uh, Mabel Normand, who was one of his former actresses. Uh, they were like besties, right? Yes. Well, there were rumors that, you know, there. well, it wasn't just rumors. There was lingerie and pornographic photos of her that they found. Um so that wasn't like, okay, obviously there was something going on yeah. there. Um, they also looked into a former employee named Edward Sands. Now, Sands was a known serial criminal. That's the guy who <laughs> um, like was writing bad checks and stuff, if yes. I remember. And so they were like, oh, he must have just done this. But it, I think if I remember correctly, it was pretty, pretty obvious that... His interest was in money. Yeah. Right. So he had broken into... Um, like he had His done some apartment, stuff. Yeah. yeah, several several months before, it embezzled large sums of money from him. Um, so you've got all of these suspects, and you know an unsolved unsolved mystery. Do you remember the name of the book that you read? Yeah, it, it's a wonderful book, and I listened to the audio book. It's called Tinseltown. This makes me want to go back and listen again because mm-hmm. you're bringing up all these memories, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I remember this. And it really, truly does. It's called Tinseltown Murder, Morphine, and Madness at the Dawn of Hollywood by William J. Mann. Um, and if I remember correctly, Mann's written some other good books, and I can't think about of them. the golden age of Hollywood. Yes. Some type of Hollywood mystery. And, but but it tells you about Hollywood. Like if you think Hollywood. All of the ridiculous and uh, drama and controversy that we hear about Hollywood and have since like, you know, we were kids. If you think that's all new, uh, just go back to 1920 and you'll realize things were just as nasty and Absolutely. just as drama filled. With drugs and sex workers, oh, right? And because murder. He, he also uh, it says in in these reports that he was trying to help his friend Mabel Norman mm-hmm. uh, get off of cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. And he kept so, trying to give her the chance, like, but um, and then there were people that were supplying her cocaine who they weren't happy that he was trying to get her off drugs. So that's another, I mean, there's so much to this that it's like, it's like 10 different ways that you could go as far as suspects. Well, and I'm surprised, honestly, that this, this book, by the way, again, the book's just called Tinseltown, but I would, I'm not surprised or I am surprised rather that this book has not been made into a movie because it seems perfect. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It seems like an absolute perfect um, story because you do have all of these suspects and you do have, you know, the Hollywood studios trying to cover things up and yeah. And you could get a lot of celebrities who would want to play these roles. Well, good. All um, right, Don, yeah. where did you, um, you found this on the history channel. Is there I a did. link? 
Um, I will put a link on our show page where you can watch Perfect. like a 20 minute video that kind of goes through all of the different suspects and the story itself. And then we'll link to the, the book that you read or the audio book. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fabulous. All right. When we come back, Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo herself, has partnered with a cruise ship. And uh, I want to go on her cruise. I don't know that she'll have me, but we'll talk about it when we return right here on My Talk 1071. You'll never be the same. This ain't that ordinary. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's such an adventure to go on a cruise. It's Bradley's favorite vacation. And you have some news about J-Lo. Set sail, kids, with J-Lo on a virgin ship. What? I'm talking about Virgin Voyages, of course. Richard Branson's luxury cruise line that you want to be on. I know you do. You all do. Um, That's my rich person cruise voice. Oh, Um, that's good. Have you ever been on a Virgin cruise? You know, I haven't, but we actually talked about uh, booking one for the first time because I've heard nothing but good things. Mm. Also, no kids. Um, (laughs) So that's, you know, that's a bonus. Oh, Okay. So uh, they don't allow kids on the ship? No, it's 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 billed as sort of like a... Um, Kid-free ship? Yeah, like a, an adults-only experience. Ooh. Ooh. And it's, you know, I will say, like, every cruise line kind of has its demo. The Virgin demo, they're trying to make it sort of like, if, like, think about, like... Somebody who loves J-Lo, for example, right? Like, we're going to party with J-Lo, and we're going to, you know, like, you're not going to want to take your family to the pool today. You're going to want to lay out with your gal pals and, you know, drink some mimosas and do Pilates on on the aft. So, (laughs) that... Uh, she announced this, and I think we talked about it at the time. She announced this earlier this year that she was doing this brand partnership. But this is kind of fascinating, um, and I I don't want to bore you with cruise details, because... Trust me, I can. Oh, come on. Um, that she's actually doing something a little different than what other celebrities... Like, we've talked about Goop having a Goop cruise, which, that was a hot mess express. Oh. They Basically, people who went on that cruise were like, uh... I know that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't even there. No. And to be fair, I don't know if J-Lo's going to actually be there, but let me tell you what, what she has announced. Her partnership with Virgin... And I believe she's like has like ownership stake in Virgin. So she's a little more involved than the average celebrity ah. with her cruise relationship. Mm-hmm. This particular um, cruise, by the way, they're dubbing her Jenny from the Dock, which oh, is hilarious, God. right? Because Jenny from the Block. Yeah. It's a cruise. Yeah. Mike and I both shook our head at that mm-hmm. one. No. Okay. No. Jenny from the Dock. 
I'm still I'm still Jenny from the dock. Anyway, this special cruise is called Limitless Voyage. It's a five-night trip, Dawn, that will set sail aboard the Scarlet Lady from April 14th to the 19th and will follow their Dominican Days itinerary. You'll start and stop in beautiful Miami, Florida, with stops in Puerto Plata in the Dominican and Virgin Voyage's own private beach club on the island of Bimini. Now, um... I, I I don't know. Like I would be all about this cruise. Does this sound the least bit Sorry, interesting to you? There was a salt um, avalanche just happened. Um, no. But okay. The, like what? even if I did like cruises, obviously the water is a problem. Oh God, I that's feel right. Like... I forgot about Dawn and her dark water. But you don't have to look <laughs> at the water when you're on a cruise. Ship. I've been. I've actually been on a cruise before. It was with a former station. But um, I. I just think that m- most likely you're not going to get what you want, which is to meet J-Lo. I doubt that you're going to be partying with J-Lo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I will say, so it gets a little interesting. She says, Richard and I share this passion for partnerships. I mean, of course you do. You both like money. I get it. It's fine. You're mm-hmm. both very successful people for a reason. Um, she says she's excited to work with Virgin Voyages to bring the limitless voyage to the seven seas aboard the ship. Passengers can take advantage of networking opportunities, panel discussions <laughs> with women entrepreneurs, but also make time for relaxation during morning meditation classes or treatments at the ship spa. So this, I think, is really designed for like a certain type of woman. Uh huh. You know, are men going to be there? Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to be men for sure. Well, it it's sounds a like it's only women. Well, but again, it's not the whole cruise, right? So, okay. like, I think they're banking on you bring the girls together. Mm-hmm. There are going to be, um, they're actually gifting 50 cabins on the ship to hardworking Latina entrepreneurs for uh, through a nonprofit. And, um, you know, okay. so it'll be, you're not going to see J-Lo, though. So I think, Dawn, you're not going to get the thing that you want. That's true. I mean, what somebody would want out of it, you know, I think they're trying to combine too many things. Yeah. Like, it's like for women entrepreneurs who also want to party, but don't want to just like, be just... with women. And they might like, so you're networking with people in yeah. a business setting, and then you're going to get drunk with them too. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to, I don't know if you're going to form relationships and then they'll completely, <laughs> all of your contacts will be completely they're destroyed. Like, oh, because you they're don't like, want to oh, work with God. her. She's a mess. Did you hear she was wasted at the pool <laughs> talking about all of her ex-husbands and what and they did in the bedroom? And you're like, oh, I don't want to hire her. Awkward tattoos. You know they got a tattoo parlor on these ships. No, yeah, they don't. They do. So, like, that's the virgin thing. It's like a rock star ship. So they've got, like, a tattoo parlor. They don't do your t- traditional, like, cruisy cruise things. They've got... Um, How come I, I can get my daughter a job on this yeah. cruise? As See, suddenly artist. now she's interested. Yeah. Well, I'm like a stage mom. I'm yeah. <laughs> they have a blowout bar, so you can get your tattoo. You can get your blowout. Blowout? Is it called the blowout bar? 
Well, it's just called a blowout bar. I don't okay. know what the actual name is. It's probably the blow, like a blowout is a tattoo reference, but that's when you have a bad tattoo. No, 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 no. Tattoo deep. parlor and blowout bar. So oh, that's like, like to get your, your hair, hair done, out. girl. I'm like, you don't want a blown out tattoo. That what means does that, that mean? They, it means that the tattoo artist might not be their fault. You might have been moving too much, oh. but they do the tattoo too deep. And so it sort of like leaks out of the side, you know, not leaks in a drippy way, but it's it's not a it's not a a great line. Like the ink underneath the skin spreads out beyond the line. Who knows? It's called a blowout. Who knew? No, this is not that. Okay. This honey is an this actual like, blow up bar. This is where Lori out. is going to get her hair done before dinner. Gosh. It always looks gr- the greatest, your hair, whenever after you've been this is just for women anyway. You get your hair cut and dyed and then they blow it out. Then you feel really great for yeah, a of couple course. hours and then you wash it and try to do the same thing and you're like, Well, look like myself again <laughs> with less gray <laughs> so bradley what is your dream cruise that you would love to go dream on? cruise oh my god mm-hmm. well first of all I, all of them like there is not a cruise i don't want to go on i don't think give me a cruise that i wouldn't want to go on i can't think of one um a cruise that's only a day that what would be a dumb it? cruise one to antarctica totally sign me up i okay. want to go we actually went you know uh most oh gosh just about a year ago we went on a ship that was coming from the Antarctic to the Great Lakes. We got on in Barbados and came all the way to New York City. And then when we got off the ship, it went on to the Great Lakes and it goes around the Great Lakes. But it's the same ship that's down in the Arctic during the Arctic season. Wow. It's a really fascinating ship. And they have like a whole science lab so that they they can do. Um, and we got to see like measuring the plastic. Uh, the amount of plastics in the water. We have oh. to do like little microscopy things. So, so an Arctic ship. Not an Antarctic ship, because that's at the no, South Pole. No, Antarctic, yeah. South so Pole. they were at the South Pole, and they came all the way up yeah. to the Great yeah, yeah, Lakes? Yeah. yeah, so every year, so one season they're there, during the Arctic, the Antarctic season down there, they're there, right? And then when that season is over, the ship's got to come all the way north, and so then it does a season in the Great Lakes. And so I think it's actually here right now, and then it'll go back. Hi! It'll go back. It does stop in Duluth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's the Viking. They have two ships, the Polaris oh. and the... Oh, I forget what the other one's name is. The Viking Octantis. Ships. That's the one we were on. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I would be all about it. There's only one problem with an Arctic cruise. Yeah, it's cold. It's Well, there's that, but they give you lots of warm things to wear. It's called uh, the Drake Passage, and it's like a multi-day process, and it can either be like glass, a ship on... You know, just like floating on glass or I just got a big chill. like 30 foot waves for like an entire couple days. What? Yeah. Where you have to like strap yourself in and no! hold on tight. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. Oh, no. that's. Terrible. But that wouldn't be my ideal. My ideal cruise would be, yeah, you know, one that me. like a, like all year, like cruise around the world. Oh, cruise, sure. Right. Yeah. Cruise like start start in Miami end in Miami and go all the way around the world. Yeah. That's great. My best friend was a cruise director on a uh, world cruise, mm. and um, it was a lot of fun. He had, you know, what's funny is he had a uh, quite a few. Well, there were a handful of passengers, I'll say, who just lived on the cruise. Oh, for sure, they lived on it. Like yeah. there was this rich lady who just wanted to die on the cruise, and that's what she she just oh, signed herself up. That happens so more money. than you know. A lot of people will retire and either stay on a ship for its itinerary or mm-hmm. they will just go they they will have tr- trips booked all year long 
That is really sounds interesting. It can actually be far more affordable than people say, might think. Yeah. I mean, you're not spending money on gas yeah. for a car. Wow, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, from cruises back to the Super Bowl. If uh, you guys were watching last night, we don't really want to know what you thought of the game. We just want to know <laughs> what you ate. What was your Super Bowl food touchdown? We're talking Super Bowl foods when we come back. Six five one.